Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Okay, it's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday edition of the Taz Show. Welcome one and all. Thank you for joining us here live at TazShow.com. Or maybe you're watching there, listening there. Thank you, thank you. Or maybe you're listening live on your mobile device on the Radio.com app. Thanks for that. Or maybe you're listening to the on-demand audio. A call, a they call, a call, watch call, a podcast. That's they call it. That you're doing on probably Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, and it's much appreciated. Thank you very much. Maybe you watch the VOD at TashShow.com. That too, I do, is appreciated. I am live via Skype video as the Tash Show team, Lumberjack, Anthony, and of course Cowboy, are in uh, Midtown Manhattan at the studio at the Gimmick Clubhouse. Uh, welcome one and all. Um, if you want to call the show, well, just so you guys know, as I said, this week the sound effects store is on vacation. There's a part, a sound effects part on 6th Avenue that we're picking up some audio. That's what's been happening. The past couple of shows have been on Skype, apparently. That's with the Lumberjack and Seth told. So, but if you want to call the show, very all you have to do is dial 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475-2948. We're going to try and uh, see if the phones work again today. Yesterday, they worked, so we'll see if they work today. We're trying some new, different technology here. So, welcome to the show. going to talk SmackDown in this uh, episode. I got a chance to watch that. We've got to catch up to the Lusas Invitational. That's, that kicks off tomorrow, the draft for the Fantasy Football League, the official for the Taz Show. And House Cleaning will find out if we've heard from John Cena or not, because... I think we opened up the invite via the social media to uh, Mr. Thugonomics to see if he wants to be, you know, break down the walls and uh, bring his Thugonomics style over to the draft and the loose ass invitational fantasy football league hosted here by the Taz Show. Uh, let me bring in the uh, next big thing in radio a man who thinks he's a co host, he's barely a producer. Uh, he is the biz dev guy of the show. Uh, they call him Lumberjack. I call him a barnacle. Uh, Dennis, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Oh, that's great. You look very sharp in your college shirt or business. Is there a meeting today without me? No meeting. Uh, I just uh, I wanted to look good for Floyd. He's in for a third day, so now I'm a little mm-hmm. nervous. I'm like, all right, bro, you're hanging around a little too long. Um, some might be wondering, Floyd who? Uncle Floyd? <laughs> how funny. Some people don't even get that. Um, no, not Uncle Floyd. Uh, the Floyd Mayweather. He's uh, standing in for yours truly. Let's get a wide Literally. shot on that. Oh, and there he is. Floyd is in, in my spot. Dennis, don't piss him off. He'll hit you with like a bunch of you know, jabs and knock you out. You know what He's mean? got so, hands like lightning. He does, has hand, he, he does have hands like lightning. Um, so we'll do some house cleaning um, 
and then we'll move on to some serious business, and then we'll do some SmackDown chatter, because you got to talk wrestling. Talk wrestling. That's all you know, you stupid shit. All right, let's do some house cleaning in three, two, one. It's time for Taz to do some house cleaning, tidying up all the schmutz and other bullshit on the Taz Show. You call and get you off the hooks. It's Chinese food takeout volume two. So that's the first part of house cleaning. Next, um, the loose, loose ass invitation. Fancy Football League extraordinaire. Dennis, do we have an update on John Cena? Uh, we... oh, 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 how about a little setup? Jeez, I didn't know that was coming up here. <laughs> well, now it's there. <laughs> God, dog it. Well, look, let me explain this. See, I, see, I, you got to help me. I mean, why would you pull me into the bus like that, jobber? Um, I digress. How well done is this, buddy? Uh, another excellent piece of production by the great Lean Mean, as always. Lean Mean with a great graphic here. If you're not watching the video, you got to check it out. It's, this is, I mean, uh, it's, a who, it's a who's who of Taz Show past and present. Yes, sir. You got yours truly here. You got the Lumberjack. You got Anthony. KFJ. We got Crying Brian. Viking Rob's in, eh? Oh, he's in. He's looking forward to it. He says he's going to beat Ants behind. Oh, he's, he's going to beat his sass, not ass. Um, yes. And we have Cowboy. Cowboy looks have- sharp with the shades on. Yeah, he looks like a badass. <laughs> he looks like he's ready to whoop somebody's ass, Cowboy. He will beat somebody down, too. I mean, he might be 140 pounds soaking up with a brick in his pocket. But I'll tell you what, he will beat your ass. Um, hmm. And that, that, that last spot, the eight hole, is vacant? Well, there are two contenders because as, the, uh, as the, we discussed yesterday, there was a poll put up. And it says the last spot in Taz's Fantasy Football Loose Sass Invitational should go to, and the choices were the captain, mm-hmm. Video Brian, uh-huh. and John Cena. Three uh, very prominent features of the Taz show. Well, and obviously three men that all have a lot in common. Okay, continue. <laughs> so their voting is still open. Yeah, hold so on. Hold on. Two of them went to Seton Hall University. University. The other one didn't. He went to Springfield College. That's so true. That's really. Uh, and what else? There's, there's a day left to vote. So place your votes right now. Uh, Cena's got a, a considerable lead on the captain, and Video Brian doing a job. What, what's considerable lead? Fifty nine percent for John Cena to thirty eight percent for the captain. Well, when I looked yesterday morning, Captain was actually winning. I was shocked. I was happy oh yeah. To see that. And it, the captain just to hang with a guy like John Cena in this poll is pretty impressive. Now, I even tweeted out something to John Cena. I believe he blew me off, too. Um, it, there's probably all sorts of red lights going off in Stanford at the office. Like, hold on, wait, Taz is trying to get Cena to do something. What? What the? Wait, hold on. Go, go, go. And, you know, and they're going crazy. <clears throat> Mr. Pimento showed up there for some reason. Yeah. Like yes. they, <laughs> well, he pulls double duty. Like, just imagine what happened yesterday at the office, dude, in Stanford. They must be going crazy because this. No, well, they saw like, they, do do? they saw what, your what name attached to the tweet. I want to do it. No, you can't do it. Well, I want to do it. You can't do it, John. No, you have a movie to do. You got a movie to do. All right, enough of the graphic. Thanks, uh, Lee Mean. Great job right there. So we have no update from Cena. He blew us off. We've got to get him until tomorrow. Did you reach out to the captain? I've, I've 
texted the captain no word yet, but I I got faith he's gonna answer. He's not one to to go two days hey. without. So you text the captain. He didn't say maybe. He didn't say I'm not doing it. He didn't say yes. He just didn't acknowledge it. For now, I, I'm I'm staying positive. <laughs> Video oh, Brian might win by default. What happened? Video Brian might win by default. Poor Video Brian. He he tweeted out something. He was in like a loop company with this. I was tell, I was telling Aunt. I said, uh, did you see what Video Brian said? And he was like. Video Brian was like, oh, I'm surprised I even got 3% of the votes. And Seth, of course, has to chime in with his two cents. He's like, yeah, He's that like, was all your family. <laughs> Hurtful. Your expression changes. So you just said Seth's name. You're like, you got to see how to chime in and job the whole guy. That's him, bro. That's Seth. He's got to just steal the spotlight. I'm going to win this whole thing. Dude, I was talking to him yesterday offline about something. And... He is so, and you know this, everybody who knows Seth in the office, well, us, <laughs> we know. He is so pessimistic, so negative Nelly, anything, <laughs> anything. So, Taz, how's your hand doing? Well, it's doing much better. The surgery helped, and I get some feeling back. I mean, hopefully it's good once I take this cast off. You know, you're probably going to have permanent atrophy in that one thumb. <laughs> it's going to come back. Thanks, Thanks man. Seth. I appreciate that, pal. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Then the other day <clears throat> on the show... We're live, and, and he just texts me. The lighting sucks. Okay, thank you. Does the audio sound better? Um, does anything, the graphics look good? <laughs> does New York, does Manhattan look good while I'm here? I mean, nothing. Negative. That's what Seth is. So of course, he had a zing, you know, Brian, when he had the chance. Not cool, Anybody Seth. who's, the way Seth is, he blows bridges up. Once you leave the show, he's done with you. That's Seth. He's loyal like a dog. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's yeah, so that's the um, that's the house. Thing. So, hope you guys enjoyed that. So, now uh, on a serious tip, before I talk about SmackDown, um, I want you know I talked yesterday, and, and everybody knows, no matter if you live in the United States or not, uh, the catastrophic situation that's going on in Texas, uh, especially in Houston, in that whole area, of Texas, um. It's very sad what's going on down there. So, um, uh, you know, uh, I'm just trying to do my due diligence to help the little bit I can and get awareness. And, you know, uh, Red Cross is, is they have a whole thing set up for donations. Um, I spoke offline yesterday with uh, Conrad, and I didn't get a chance to speak to Bruce Pritchard. I don't know. You know, I know Bruce put something online. Bruce lives in Houston. I talked about this the other day. Bruce, you know. Lived down there, lives down there for ages. I don't, I don't know if he was born down there or not. I know that, that his family, he's from there, you know. So his home is there, his family's there, everything. So um, I think he's doing okay. That's what he said in his video. He's just got some water leakage, not just, but, you know, um, in his chimney. Uh, I heard from someone, too, about Booker T. You know, he's okay. His house is okay, but the whole neighborhood where he lives is just surrounded with water. Like, he can't, like you can't get out. These people are trapped. So um, it sucks, you know, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I want to just tell you guys that to help out any way you can. Go to the American Red Cross. Go to loveforhouston.com and just donate whatever you can. Okay, all donations go directly to the Red Cross to help those in need. Uh, hashtag Houston Strong. You know, leave that up there, Ant, please, and that graphic. You know, the thing is, like, you know, um, um, any way you guys could help, whatever it is, no, no matter what, I think the minimum you could donate is $10. So. 
whatever you can do, do your best. You know, if you can't do it, if you get $10, if you can't do it, don't do it. That's fine. Say a prayer and that's that. I mean, nothing you could do, you know. Um, we we got to all rally behind, rally behind these people. And, you know, um, you know, hopefully Bruce can get back to doing his regular thing and he's got a successful podcast, something to wrestle, and he and, and Conrad and Bruce, that poor bastard, he's got to deal with Conrad. Oh, that Conrad. He's like he's like our version of Seth, That's but, but with a southern drawl. That's Conrad. So and bigger than Seth. Seth's little and Conrad's not. So like he's so poor poor Bruce's gotta deal with this guy. You know what I mean? It's he's a little bit of a headache. I kid. I like Conrad. I get along with Conrad. He knows I'm busting balls. I'm just trying to have a little fun and just break some of the, the tension of the situation in Houston. Um and hopefully Bruce can get back to rocking and rolling, like I said. And um, you know, it's uh it's a um you know, I, I remember for myself while uh, I was in WWE, uh, something, and I don't think I've ever talked about with Houston. I was, during 9-11, this is where I was uh, stranded. A lot of people were stranded that traveled during those years, during that time, I should say, 9-11. And Houston was a city that I was, that's where I was when 9-11 hit uh, New York City. Um, and my family was in New York. And I was um, at a hotel, uh, working for WWE, at a, a Houston airport hotel at the George Bush International Airport. And I was at a Houston hotel there, and that's where I was stuck for a few days. And um, and those people down there, wherever I, you know, it was like I think the, the crew that kind of ran together during that time was myself, the Dudleys, and uh, the Rock. And I remember just uh, going to different restaurants, and they could tell by like my accent or Bubba or Devon's that you know we're New Yorkers, and uh, how kind people were down there, you know, because they knew what was going on in New York, and they knew about obviously with 9/11, it was. It was just, you know, a horrible time, as most of you guys know, uh, as is this deal in Houston. So um, I remember that. And I remember being in Houston for several days where I couldn't get out. I mean, you just you couldn't fly out. You couldn't drive up here. You couldn't do nothing. You were trapped. So um, I'm, I'm not comparing the two to what those people are doing, like Bruce is dealing with in his neighborhood, with his home, with the water or, or Booker or nothing like that. I'm just giving an example of what I – yesterday after the show and started thinking about Houston. I'm like, wow, that's where I was when 9-11 hit here. And I was terrified because my family was here and we didn't know what was going on. And I woke up in a hotel room and we were going to Raw Smackdown. I can't remember where, or it was a TV. I'm 99% sure it was a TV. And uh, uh, I remember waking up and, and putting a TV on the hotel room and seeing the news and seeing, you know, uh, the World Trade Center. And seeing what was going on, I was like, "What the?" And now I, you know, I had a cell phone, which wasn't—they weren't great cell phones. I'm trying to call my wife, and you couldn't get through. Like the lines were all so many people were trying to use their cell phones, and I don't think the cell towers like they are now, because uh, you know things evolved to better technology. And um, <clears throat> and I finally got through to her. It just the, I, no one knew what the hell was going on. You know, I, I only live about 30 miles from Manhattan, so I'm like, "What the f?" You know, like. But I was in Houston when this all went down. So put that graphic on one more time, please, Ant. So go to um, loveforhouston.com. Donate what you can. All donations, as I said, go directly to the Red Cross, helping those in need. So uh, that's the deal on that. So just wanted to say that. And I spoke with Comrade. They're trying. They are definitely, Comrade and Bruce are trying to do the best they can to help out, too. And they're there in Houston. Um and, you know, speaking of Houston, let, let's go to Elmer. 
uh, here on the on the phone here. First call of the day on the Taz show. Elma, you're on the Taz show. What's up, man? You're in Houston now. Hang on. Oh, Elma's gone apparently. Okay. So again, we're just trying to work out the. Uh, let's go to Noah, uh, the great Noah Howell. I think he's in Alabama on the uh, right here on the Taz show. Noah, what's going on, dude? Hey, what's up, Taz? Good, buddy. I hear you pretty good. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, glad to see your hands coming along better. Yeah. Say what? Glad to hear your hands coming along better, Taz. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you just uh I couldn't hear you. It wasn't your fault. So we're just trying I'm still trying to get you sort of doing the phones at like this. But thank you. My hands definitely come along pretty good. Uh I appreciate you, bro. Uh, what's cooking, man? What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about uh, SmackDown last night, man. I absolutely loved it. Love seeing Shelton Benjamin get back in the WWE ring after being gone for so long and showing that he hadn't lost a step. <laughs> dude, awesome. Shelton looked great. Dude, I forgot, Noah, how good Shelton is. I mean, you know, uh, I've had the opportunity, bro, to call, like, a lot of this guy's matches, you know, like him and Haas and Shelton alone, like, throughout their, their career there. And Shelton's a great guy, and he's a great talent. And I gr- agree with you, Noah. Um, my man did not, you know, did not lose a step one iota. Uh, I was going to talk about that in a little while here once I get rolling to SmackDown. But, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I, I mean, him and Gable make for a perfect tag team and possibly future challengers to uh, either Usos or New Day going down the road. I agree, Noah. I think it's a, a good point by you. And thank you for calling, bro. I do appreciate you. The, the thing is, with Shelton and um, Gable, I do think they're a good team. Um, my only thing on it is they got to give these guys a name. They need a name. It's it's Gable and Shelton Benjamin. It's too long. It's there's nothing there. There's you, you need something marketable. That's that's not a marketable thing. And WWE knows that. I mean, I assume they will change their name and give them a name. Um, and you know what the hell? While I'm talking about this, I might as well get to talk about this match. Um, besides them needing a name, um. I think they also need to kind of get matching tights like a lot of tag teams do. I, I just think to keep them – just keep – because they look so different. One guy's a, 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 a white guy. One guy's an African-American guy. One guy's a lot bigger than the other guy. One guy's got long hair. One guy's bald. <clears throat> I mean, you know, it's opposites for sure, but they both have that one common bond that they're insane competitors and they're, they're great wrestlers, both of them. So, I mean, I, I like the, te- the teaming. I really thought for a short time – when they showed them, meaning Benjamin and Gable, walking backstage before they went to commercial break, that they're coming up next, Benjamin and, uh, you know, uh, I almost said Haas, Benjamin and Gable, <clears throat> I felt like once they came back from break and they did their entrance down the ramp, like there was a slim chance that Benjamin might turn right away and just attack Gable. But that didn't happen. Once I saw them start working, man, that's not going to happen. <clears throat> um I just thought, I'm not saying they should have done. I just thought maybe it would happen. Just something seemed like that. But um, I think they need a name. I think they need to change their tights and, and dress similar. Um, I like the way they did the match. You know, the, the physical story they told was very good because they, they gave a spotlight, big-time spotlight to Shelton. You know, it's tough. When you have star power on the show for a lot of years, Shelton, then you go away. Now you come back, and now you're in a tag situation with a new kid, and you're not getting your own spotlight to come back. Well, I think WWE 
did a good job of giving him a spotlight. And especially the physical story where most of the beatdown was happening to Gable, and then the hot tag was made to Shelton. And Shelton came in, and the place went crazy for Shelton, which was nice because they were just happy to see him back and see him get physical. So I thought that was a something a lot of people maybe just was an oversight for a lot of fans. Dennis, did you notice that? I did, yeah. I um, Gable always does a good job. I mean, even when he was with Jordan, he always he seems to be the one that takes the brunt of the punishment. And then, like you said, Benjamin gets a hot tag. And they, uh, Graves and Phillips did a good job when they were coming in. They, like, highlighted Shelton Benjamin. Like, oh, he's back, you know, first time ever. And he's got, you know, Shelton Benjamin's got that million-dollar smile. <clears throat> they did a good job of... Uh, and the reason, um, you're right, but the reason why they get the heat most teams on Gable, he's smaller. It's easier to get sympathy on him uh, and then have the big heater come in, a guy who's bigger and athletic and could move like a Jason Jordan or Shelton Benjamin, you know, um, to come in and clean house. It's a simple physical story to tell, and it works in any tag team scenario. I mean, I'm not as big as those guys, but when I tagged with Spike Dudley for a long time in WWE, that's how it was. Most of the times the heat, the heat was on Spike. Hot tag would be to me, and I would just come in and do my stuff, and it hits a couple suplexes, and we go home. Uh, tag team champs, by the way, uh, Spike and I. A lot of people don't think about that, but we were. Oh, yeah, that's right. True. Damn true. Yep. Well, anyway, just relived my past for a second. <laughs> did you know that, Dennis, or not? I did not know that. Oh, it's good to know the history of the guy that's running the ship here. And video producer extraordinaire. Um, did you know that I was one half of the tag team champions in WWE? I did not know that. And another guy. Uh, maybe Cowboy knew. Can you get confirmation on your headset? That rounds out the trio. 0 for 3. Wow. Well, it's real nice that you guys do your homework on who you work with and who show it is. I didn't even know so you wrestled until the day I came in here. You could wick it, you could Google, and you find it. Simple. Do your homework, sir. I wasn't a Spike Dudley guy. I'm just matter. kidding. I love Spike Dudley. Just like yesterday, you said you don't know any stars. You don't know any people with star power. And you're sitting here working with me. Thanks. Appreciate it. Obviously, you. Ex oh, do you want me to invite you to the Fantasy Football League? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in. I think I'm yeah, good. That's what I'm saying. I don't know anybody else. You're the one with the clout. Tell you what, if Seth was sitting here, he knew, he knew my history, right? Oh, well, that's because he's the M word. I'm not going to say it, but. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. Taz yeah, wrestled in Reading, PA in a dark match before ECW Heat Wave 92. <laughs> Seth, that wasn't even around then. Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, anyway, yeah, so that's my take on um, Shelton being back. I was happy to see him. It was cool. And, I, you know, I, they got to do some work with this team. Minor stuff, cosmetic stuff, you know, the gear, the name. Music, finish. I would come up with a finish that both of them could do together. You know, like a uh, you know, double-team maneuver or something like that. You know, they're working on this. They had a week to come up with something, including gear. I'm surprised they didn't do that, to be honest with you. They did have a week. And, and you know, they, sh they should have and could have done it. The WWE and the two guys, just to be honest. You got to take care of business. I was a little surprised it's not done already. But the good guys won. They faced the Ascension. And God, is this a team not wasted? I mean, or just wasted, I should say. I mean, they, they, I mean, the Ascension just, I mean, who'd they piss off? I mean, really, like, 
they look good. They they got that throwback. You know, they went through their growing pains with that throwback demolition road warrior feel and all that. Now they're set who they are. They're set in that stone. They throw these guys a bone once in a while. I mean, geez. They could talk. They're different. They had them doing the fashion files. I know, but, you know, push them a little bit. I mean, unless they got heat backstage. I met these guys backstage when I was at that SmackDown show. They were cool. Really nice guys. Respectful, good guys, you know. Had their heads about them, you know. Seemed like good dudes, you know. But who knows? You don't know what goes on behind the scenes. That's just the way the game goes. That's the deal. So uh, we're going to go to break here on the Taz Show here on this uh, Wednesday edition. Talking SmackDown. And other side of break, we're going to talk about uh, Jinder Mahal, Shinsuke Nakamura. We're going to talk a little bit about Randy Orton. So Randy Orton's going to face Shinsuke next week. Winner gets a shot at Jinder Mahal's title. We'll get into all of this. Other side of break, you can also call the show. And uh, that's the deal. Taz Show. to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it all righty y'all back to our Wednesday edition of the Taz show welcome to smackdown live what was Phone calls also start the First, I'll let you guys know a little bit about uh, supports the Taz Show. That's key. Support, support. Who supports the Taz Show? I'll tell you who supports the Taz, the Taz Show. And that comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage. Gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's simple. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan. Apply simply, understand fully, guys, and mortgage confidently. Hey, check it out. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's Rocket Mortgage. Dot com slash Taz, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. So there you uh, have it. So we're talking a little bit about SmackDown here. Uh, here uh, five lives. Uh, let's go to the phones real quick here, and then I'll get back into um, SmackDown. Let's go to uh, Miguel in New Jersey. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, guys? Hey, Taz, how's it going? Good, Hey, so a uh, quick question for you. So I wanted to take a little bit of a different aspect on the uh, McGregor-Mayweather fight. I know you gave a lot of input on that, which I thought was awesome, by the way. Um, but I think well, the one area maybe where you didn't really cover, and I was kind of curious about is, do you think boxing in general, or maybe even just specifically that fight, could have used a little bit more pomp and circumstance as far as their entrances go? Because... Oh, whoa, 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 yes, their entrances for sure, I, I, you're right, um, that's something I didn't talk about, their entrances, because they kind of sucked, I, I, I yeah. McGregor, I believe, had no music, which is fine, if that's what he doesn't want, he doesn't want music, that's fine, um, but it, it, it seemed, it's not, it's not that, 
You mean like pyrotechnics and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, at WrestleMania, I remember Mayweather's entrance was awesome. He had like those big dollars coming down when he came down to fight the big show. I mean, I think he That's right. I was there. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, no, no, I definitely, Miguel, thank you for calling, buddy. I appreciate it. No, I definitely think you're right. Um, it could definitely use some pop and circumstance. Those entrances for Mayweather and McGregor, look, I got no problem that, that McGregor, uh, didn't want music, right? Cause he didn't, Dennis, he didn't have music, right? Not that I saw. Um, I don't, re- I don't think so. I don't you think wouldn't he see did. music though. Yeah, you yeah, hear yeah. Music. yeah. No, I mean, well, some people, some people are so soulful that they they see it, like you feel it, you see it. Yeah. No, no, I yeah. definitely am not. Ant is though. Yeah, that's, that's one great. soulful yeah. dude. The thing is this: the entrances I felt like came out of nowhere. Like, all right, here they go. Like it was just like there was no buildup, and you know, I know. You know, McGregor, I'm sorry, Mayweather came out in the gimmick suit with the black mask and all that, and he, I don't know, he had some hip-hop song. I don't remember. The, and what song did he have? I actually could not tell what this, who was, like, performing the song, so I couldn't tell you, sir. Can you guys assist with anything here today? I mean, it's like you guys, the, the, the constant theme is, I don't know. I don't know. Learn something. Know something. Both you guys. Study. Do something. Get your head out of your asses. You're too busy prepping for the loose sass invitational. I know what you're doing. <laughs> we've been yeah. mock draft. We've been mock drafting all no. without you. We got crying bro. People at WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. They don't care about you. I care. Study. The entrance music for boxing. <laughs> yes, thank you. Sir. Okay. Um, I think that it needed definitely to Miguel's point in New Jersey. It needed a little more buildup. For I'm not, you know, look, they're making millions of dollars. You could throw some pyro in an entrance. I'm not saying you have to, but just build it up. Show me some packages, a lot of packages before it. You know, show me the uh, a corner man cutting a promo to the guy to Mayweather as he's getting ready to walk. Give me something. Give me a hype man. Give throw an actor in there. Do something. I don't know. Give me something. You know what I mean? Give me something. I, 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 I you know, it just, I, so to Miguel's point, I agree with that. I think boxing as a whole needs, this gave, this kind of gave boxing a, a good little kick in the ass in a good way. You know, it got some awareness for boxing. It definitely did, this fight. Um, because boxing, like I said the other day, it, unfortunately for them, they've been doing a job to MMA. MMA's been kicking the shit out of boxing. For a long time, and boxing almost feels like an archaic thing. Um, and <laughs> I gotta tell you, uh, it, and I said this the other day too, you could say the same thing with wrestling. You know, boxing has definitely kicked the ass a little bit and made a dent in, in the wrestling business. But Vince McMahon, somehow with WWE, finds a way to power on and and kick ass, and he's and he's doing pretty good from what I understand. I mean, you know, I mean, I know they had some cuts recently, uh, but you know, it's still they're still rock and roll and putting on a massive production every week. Uh, boxing and MMA aren't, aren't doing that. Maybe they can't do it. Maybe it's too much money. I don't know. All right, uh, back to uh, talking about SmackDown. I was talking about Jinder Mahal a little bit and, and Shinsuke. And so we saw this, um, you know, this tag match, uh, the setup for a tag match for the main event. And they set this up 
at the top of the show, when the WWE champion came out, they gave him a well-deserved platform to express himself with the Singh brothers. And once the Singh brothers felt ashamed and they wanted to kiss the feet of Jinder Mahal, uh, then we saw Shinsuke come out, which, I, you know, I guess he came out because I couldn't hear the announcing, but I guess he came out because he was tired of watching this guy disrespect people in general, even though he doesn't like the Singh brothers, I would assume, you know, in character, Shinsuke. Uh, and then the three of those guys, Jinder and, um, you know, and, and the Singh brothers beat up on Shinsuke and then Randy Orton came out. So Randy made the save for Shinsuke and then Rusev comes out and shuts down Randy Orton and they leave with the heat, setting up for the tag team match in the main event. That's basically what happened. From an announcing standpoint, Tom Phillips, at first he was kind of ignoring the fact that these guys were going to have they're going to be in the main event. Because WWE put it out on their social media before the show went on the air uh, on TV. I mean, you know, social media, they put out that this tag match would happen. And then at some point during the heat in segment one, I think Tom Phillips did say what he's, you know, he did promote the match. Sometimes that's not the uh, the play-by-play guy's fault or the color commentator's fault. Um, sometimes you got to play dumb. That You're told to play dumb, even though it's out on social media. I, they didn't do that. I thought they were gonna. I felt bad for Tom Phillips at first, but and then he ended up hitting it. Um, here's the thing, though. Right after that, they, I think they went to commercial break. They came back from commercial break before they went to the tag team match with Gable and Benjamin. They showed a graphic on the screen, and they said next week, you know, Randy Orton versus Shinsuke Nakamura, winner gets a shot at Jinder Mahal's championship. Didn't they do something like that, Dennis? Yes, they did. They flipped the graphic. Number one contendership next week. Correct. I, I, for me, I thought the timing of this was really odd. I think it would have been better to put this graphic up later in the show. I just witnessed this guy, Randy Orton, save this guy, Nakamura. And now you're telling me he's got to fight him next week? Like, it just seemed a little bit like, let's get it out of the way now and forward. I don't think they should have written that in there. I just don't. It felt very disjointed. You know, now they're going to fight next week. But wait, they didn't even tag tonight yet. And you just told, I just saw this guy save Shinsuke, Randy. Now you're telling me now? Wait a couple segments. I'm not saying tell me during the main event. What the hell with it? If you want to tell me, <laughs> that's even a better story. Spitball booking on the, on the fly here. <sighs> that's even better. Dude, Dennis, imagine as... Um, in the main event, the babyface team is coming down, Randy Orton and Shinsuke, or separately, whatever. Breaking news! Now, I don't know if they put it out on social media, so check if they did before SmackDown. I might, they might have. I didn't see that. Uh, breaking news, you know, while Shinsuke's coming out, or Randy's coming out. Yeah, they're tagging tonight, but whoever wins, I'm sorry, whoever wins next week in a one-on-one contest between Orton and Nakamura, that will they will be the number one contender. You know, instead of doing it right after, it just it's not nitpicking either. It's just a better way to segment and write the show. I mean, it, it just doesn't, to me, from a consistency um, uh, standpoint of, of the physical story we just saw where Randy Orton saved Shinsuke Nakamura, and now you're showing me a graphic where they're going to face I was confused. Did you notice this? Were you watching or not? No, I thought it was... Uh... It, it kind of spoiled it for me because it was so like it foreshadowed what was gonna like you knew I don't I'm not gonna jump to the yeah. end of them but like 
you saw it play out a mile away because they already ruined when they gave the graphic. And it's like, oh, now I know what's going to happen later in the main event. Um, I'm checking well, now yeah, for the timeline. The it kind of re- yeah, you're, no, you're right. It stooges that off. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just think that the timing of those type of gra- – I just, listen, I understand WWE wants to promote things. They have to. They're always fighting a rating battle. I get it. The network wants numbers. Vince wants numbers. I understand it. I respect it. I do know it's tough, very tough. Um, I've witnessed that in TNA, like in meetings during the TV sh- tapings, like early in the day. Like sometimes, like from a creative standpoint, uh, the writing of the show or the way the company wanted the show to go, it would be you would prostitute the creativity behind the show because you were prostitute to giving Spike TV a number. You know, it, it was tough. So it, it's a tough thing. I mean, may, maybe this was a thing where the network wanted to promote it right away, and, and Vince was like, ah, we can't die on this hill. We'll never know. That's behind-the-scenes stuff. You know, who knows the truth? You know what I mean? But I just felt like I don't think it was a good move, no matter whose decision it was, from a creative storytelling perspective, putting that graphic up. Right after I just saw Randy Orton save Shinsuke Nakamura. It just, to me, it made no sense. It, it, it just really made no sense. It, it just, I, you know, that jumped out to me like crazy. Uh, let's go to uh, Jose. Jose is in Florida. Jose, you are on the Taz Show. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Taz? How you doing today? Good. What's up, Haas? How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. Uh, first of all, uh, I hope you uh, uh, wish you a speedy recovery with the surgery, man. Glad you uh, knocked it out there, buddy. Thank and, you very uh, much. I appreciate that kind, those kind words. <laughs> and also wanted to ask you, it was revealed on Facebook that Okada is going to be the number one wrestler this year for the PWI 500 for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I love it. I think he's had a great year. Uh, do you think he would be the number one, in your opinion, is he the number one wrestler from this past year? And I want to ask you, during your career, I know you were really highly ranked on those PWI 500s for a lot of years. Was that something that you followed during your career or any other wrestlers? Was that something that they would follow during, you know, during their career? Well, Jose, that's a great question about the PWI 500, and, and and I will answer that now, and I'll talk about Okada, who's a great talent, by the way. Thank you for calling, Jose. I appreciate you. I uh, hope you enjoy the beautiful weather in Florida. Now, um, okay, Okada, to say he's the number one wrestler um, in the world, I think would be hard. It depends who you are and what you consider to, to make a wrestler number one. Uh, to me, I would say from a complete whole uh, totality of a what it makes to be a pro wrestler I I wouldn't call him um, the number one wrestler in the world um, I wouldn't uh, only because I'm from America and I speak English well I try but I understand English and I I, I always talk about talk me into the building so to him to you know I, I don't know how well he speaks English but I think it would be much easier for him to cut a promo and talk me into the building in Japanese because he's from Jap- from Japan. Um, from a physical perspective, the guy's great. Um, he's great. I've watched his work many times. I don't follow much of New Japan, but I've seen Okada. He's he's a he's a you know a legendary uh, worker. Uh, he's he's tremendous. He's much respect. Uh, ain't no doubt about it. Um, I wouldn't call him number one. Now, Jose, the PWI 500. Pro Wrestling Illustrated 500. Now, for those that don't know, for those younger fans or fans that are more casual, um, you might not know how popular years ago 
PWI was, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. One of the main publishers or editors or whatever his title was, Bill Apter, was a great guy. Um, who's just a, an icon behind the scenes in the business of a reporter, of a guy from, like I said, from PWU, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Um, he helped me a lot in my career when I was young. Bill Apter did. Now, I don't know who runs PWI anymore, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I don't know if Bill's involved or not. He might not be. Um, it, 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 Pro Wrestling Illustrated was a magazine. This was before something called the Internet. <laughs> so, and this is when Sports Illustrated was very popular. So they came up with a pro wrestling version of a magazine like this, and it was Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Now, as you guys know, for years, there was a lot of different pro wrestling magazine publications. Well, Pro Wrestling Illustrated had a lot of different covers, different magazines. I don't remember. There was one called, I think, Inside Wrestling. I don't remember all of them. But you'd go. I used to do it, too. A lot of kids did it. You'd go to the newsstand and buy magazines and, and read about wrestling and look at pictures of wrestlers and how cool it was. Now you go online. You know, and it's not just the wrestling business, but magazines don't really, you know, the publication industry is kind of like shitty, shitty Jones. I mean, you know, like because people go and go on the Internet and go to companies' websites. Um, now, to answer the question, Jose, that you the, the good question, the one, you know, they were good questions, but the one real good question was. Do wrestlers care or did wrestlers care about the PWI 500 being high on that list? Uh, and thank you for the comment, because, yeah, I, I had many opportunities where I was high on the list uh, during my prime at ECW. Uh, I, I don't know the highest I've ever been. I don't know. Um, Dennis, maybe you could check that. I think I was, like, in the top ten. Yeah, I'm looking into it. I don't remember. This was – yeah. Um, the thing is, uh, wrestlers cared a little bit. It wasn't a lot. If they did, they wouldn't admit it in a locker room. That's something you don't admit in a locker room. Because then you're a mock. <laughs> During my generation, <coughs> it, I just couldn't fathom it in the ECW locker room saying, oh, man, yeah, baby, yeah. I am number nine on the PWI 500. Yeah, what do you think of that, Sandman? Hey, Raven, look at me. Hey, Sabu, I got higher than you. I mean, dude, if you gloat or you're happy about it or you even acknowledge it, you're a mock. You you looked at like a schmuck. I had enough problems in that locker room. You know what I mean? You were uh, tenth. <laughs> you were tenth in nineteen ninety nine. Oh, that's a little. I should have been higher than that. Um, <laughs> is that I, that might have been the highest I ever got? It uh, now, they now, only now think about it. In nineteen ninety nine, like name the top name the top ten guys in nineteen ninety nine. just I'm just looking at yours. So let me go to the year itself. All right, so it was. Number one was Steve Austin. Number two was Van Dam. Number three was Misawa. Four was Rey Mysterio Jr. Five was The Rock. Six was Diamond Dallas Page. Seven was Mudo. Eight was The Undertaker. Nine, Goldberg. Ten, you. Pretty good company. <laughs> I would say. I mean, Pretty yeah, those are, those Switch were, you with those, Van Dam. So guys that are newer fans that didn't follow my... What's that? Switch you and Van Dam, and we're golden. Let me see dubs. Yes, and the thing is, I, I humbly say that during my prime and that generation of wrestlers, just listen to those names. I mean, <laughs> that's who you were judged against in the industry. You know what I mean? Um, I don't think it's like that today. You agree? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, you look at this list, and even casual wrestling fans, this this is a who's who of like wrestling greats. I'm honored to be on there in the top ten in that ten of 1999. I really am. Um, you know, I, I I knew about it. I didn't go crazy about it. I, I could have sworn I was eight or nine, maybe the year prior. I don't know why I keep thinking like I was. I broke the top ten. I I don't know why. I keep thinking that. I might be wrong though. Here's the thing with this whole deal here. I mean, I didn't expect to talk about this, but it's an interesting topic, you know. Um, I, I don't know how popular it is anymore, to be honest. I, probably not. I would assume it's just uh, maybe a little bit it is for hardcore fans. Um, I, look, ratings, like you, you, you know, like, uh, not, not ratings, rankings, I should say, not ratings. Rankings, this is rankings. Rankings is very subjective. No matter if it's wrestling or, or sports or whatever, you're gonna rank musician musicians or what's the best rock band or you know. Like I always say, boys and girls, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. You know, it's subjective. It's it's you know. So maybe I don't know who I'm, I'm assuming during that time with PW uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, it was probably a committee of of guys and girls. Who knows? Or maybe it was one guy who made it. I have no idea. My, my point is, rankings are subjective in any form of anything. There are a lot of people in sports, college sports, high school sports, pro sports, that think rankings are just a load of hogwash. Um, because, you know, if we're ranking food, no, I'm sorry, we're ranking beer. Uh, I, I might think like, uh, you know, I might think, whatever, I don't know, a Heineken is the greatest beer ever, and maybe Dennis is doing his ranking, and you're saying, no, nah, no, I, I, I think Coors Light's the best beer. I mean, of course, so there you go. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying that's subjective. It's beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and the same goes with rankings. Um, now, if you put some research into rank before you rank something, and you have proof or you have some uh, information to galvanize and make your ranking concrete, that's a different story. A little. It's still subjective. Really. I mean, I, you see it all the time. I've seen kids like in high school lacrosse that are ranked in the top 15 and 20 coming out of high school and they go to college and they don't do anything. I mean, and that's not a knock on those kids. It just it happens. And not just lacrosse. It happens in anything. You ever, was I ranked any at any other time? Please, I need to be ranked. Uh, in, I mean, you were, you were ranked throughout. Uh, ninety-seven was your next highest. You were eleventh. Excuse me? Did you say ninety-seven? Ele- no, one one eleven. Yeah, yeah, you were ninety-seventh. <laughs> Dennis, you really, today but, is not a good. You're going to be in the blender here. So, yeah. I said eleventh, not ninety-seventh. In in 1997, the year 1997, you were ranked 11th. It only took you five fucking takes. No, I said that from Jump Street. All right, I apologize for person. No, all good. 1997, I was 11th. I moved up the pike. It took me two years to move up one slot. That's what you're telling me, right? Two years. Yeah. Once. Yeah. That kind of sucks. I moved up one slot in two years. It's tough. It's it's like climbing a mountain, man. Once you once you get to that once you get to the 
almost the peak. It's tough to get to the peak. So you you can only go a little bit when you're up that high. It's not like you can jump 20 spots when you're already at 11th. That's a great point. That's why you're a biz dev guy. You know how to twist things the right way. That's why Mr. Pimento says, keep that down to somebody. You know, he says that all the time, you know, so, you know. And I have to ask you, I said, what did he say? I hear you. Well, on that note, I got to continue talking SmackDown, but I got to do it on the other side of break because we're on the cusp of a break here. The show's flying by. One hour down, one hour to go. Taz show. Uh, we will talk some more SmackDown on the side. Got a little sidetracked on the PW Insider, uh, PW Insider, P, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated talk. But it's interesting. I thought that guy had a good uh, good question there, Jose, and good points on it. Um, all right, listen, uh, be back for another hour of the Taz Show. Sit tight, kids. Featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we are back here on the Tad Show on this Wednesday edition. One hour down, one hour to go. I believe later on we will have we will be on Facebook Live at Facebook.com slash the Tad Show. That's the scuttle. Every day, the last second show, we are live on Facebook. So, uh, welcome back. Welcome back. We've been talking a little bit of SmackDown here and there. Get into the show a little bit here and there. So, uh, I'm going to get to a little bit more of what we saw on SmackDown. Um, U.S. Open Challenge, uh, AJ Styles versus Ty Dillon. <sighs> I don't. 10, 10, 10. What the heck is going on? 10! What is going on? We all love Ty Dillinger. What's not to like with this kid? Size, power, athleticism, the talk. Looks different a little bit. The 10 thing connects to the audience. <laughs> what is going on? What happened? What happened with him? God dog it. He worked with AJ for like freaking a minute. Corbin interaction beforehand, and they got into some physicality. Corbin and, and, you know, Ty Dillinger, which I got no problem with, but are they going to, I would love to say they're going to go to a three way for the U.S. title with Dillinger, Corbin, and AJ, which I think would be cool. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think so. I think Dillinger was just there to get over, you know, get over AJ in the match real quick. And look, don't get me wrong here. I like AJ with the U.S. title. I'm a fan of AJ. Professionally, personally, everything. You know, but, I, you know, did you see this, Dennis? I did. I think, I don't think, I mean, they're, I doubt they're going to go triple threat. I think it's more of, they. he was, uh, Dillinger was just a vehicle for, to promote more Corbin yeah. Cena. I mean, uh, Corbin Cena, Corbin yeah. uh, Styles. But I think they're trying to do the Cena thing where it's like AJ's going to come out weekly now and that's going to be the move for the next couple of weeks is like, you know, Corbin's going to come out, somebody else is going to sneak their way in, get a match with him, and Corbin's going to keep like interrupting however he can. I think that's the avenue they go with. Like to, to be a disruptor, to be a disruptor for, yeah, yeah. for AJ. Yeah, probably right. Um, anything you can to get under the skin of AJ 
You know, I, I, I just, you know, to me, uh, I don't know. I, I just think the Corbin thing, I, I mean, I, I mean, we're seeing guys that, like in NXT, they got, I'm trying to be PC. This is, I, I'm trying to be more positive. You know, I've been trying to do this for months. Oh, Yvay. Oh, boy, here we go. This is probably going to keep me out of the Hall of Fame. It's coming, Dennis. I mean, did they know you were 10th on the PWI 500 list in 1999? And then 1997, I was 97th? No, you were 11th in 97. You are such a dumbass. No, so here's the thing, dude. All kidding aside, you, you got NXT, right? You got one hour. Triple H and his team are managing to get guys over to the level they're getting guys over. And on Smack on Raw and SmackDown, you got three hours and two hours. And, and here's a prime example, I told you. Here's another example, Baron Corbin. Here's another example. Why is Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance during the break? Why? Why? La, 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 la. They sing his entrance during the break. They come back for break. And he's in the ring doing his back arch. Like, what the F is going on? Did you see this? I thought that was the worst thing of the night. Hands down. Nakamura's, Nakamura and Bobby Roode have the easily the two best entrances on SmackDown now. How do you not promote? I mean, and obviously I'm a huge Nakamura guy. You to your point, you have got to hammer that. Let the crowd sing. They do the lights, the whole nine. Let him come out and do his like shake thing. I don't know what he does, but that's got to be seen. Let's got it. And no, no diss, but we get Randy Orton's full entrance, who's been in the company for for ages, and he does a great job. I love Randy, but it's because, and I'm just letting you guys know the way things are here. The way that they're Bobby Vince McMahon, they look at Randy as a bigger star than Nakamura. Let's give Randy his full entrance. We're cut up. We're tight on time. Let's give Nakamura. We'll come back from break with Nakamura in the ring. That's how that happens. That's how it happens. And no one's going to buck Vince. They're not. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Triple H and Stephanie would rebut Vince and say things to Vince like respectfully and say, well, maybe we should do it. And Vince would. No, I'm sure he listens to them a good amount. I've I've actually seen him listen to them at times. I've seen him listen to Kevin Dunn. I've seen Vince do this. I have. Um, you know, if you have a good argument, as long as you're not confrontational, he will definitely talk to you about it, no matter who you are, to be honest. Um, but if you're one of these guys with Vince McMahon, I don't think we should have Nakamura's entrance during the break. I think we should have it when we come back, right when we come back, full. Why? I don't know. I just do. He's over. Well, that's how you get heat with this. <laughs> if you don't have a reason and explain yourself why, which then he's going to get mad at you, and he should, because you're wasting time. He he's tied on time. And speaking of time, like I said, NXT is freaking one hour. Look at Finn Balor. How much he got over in NXT. Look at these guys. Dillinger, like, look at, look at, hey, look at this. Ladies and gentlemen, you listen to me live or, or in post, uh, meaning podcast or, or, or VOD. 
to my point with NXT. You guys remember Prince Pretty? You remember how over this guy was, Tyler Breeze, in NXT? I remember. I don't know, Dennis, were you watching NXT then? Yeah, no, I loved it then. And he was, I mean, the whole the selfie stick, the the announcer would right. say he's from a different spot every couple shows. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And I, I, no disrespect on what they're doing, you know, with him and Fandango. They're giving these guys a lot of TV time. Obviously, the company likes them. Vince likes them. They're entertaining. They're funny. It's weird sometimes. The, the fashion files, it is a little strange. It's out there. But, you know, at least these guys are on TV. And at the one line, by the way, side note, Jones, when Fandango says to frickin' uh, Tyler Breeze, uh, it's a championship. He's like, no, that's a belt. Just hold up your waist. Total inside Jones. It was a star. I popped. I thought that was very funny. Um, and that Vince is okay with that. That shows Vince, you know, doesn't take himself too serious either. You know, Vince is approving all this. Um, <laughs> but Tyler Breeze, dude, man, like this guy was over like Rova in freaking NXT. I mean, Triple H, I tip my cap to you, my friend. I mean, you, you, you got one hour and you get over guys and girls. You do. Definitely. And... And that's how ECW was. We had one hour of TV. Heyman was very good at getting guys over in a short span and getting over a potpourri of guys, you know, in one hour. You can do it. Sometimes too much time is bad, I think, in my opinion, from a creative standpoint. You know, it, it's, it's sometimes too much time is bad. Three hours is a long time. Now you feel like you've got to get everybody over. And I think Vince McMahon and his crew, their intentions are that of a great intention, not even a good intention. But you have to get, you feel like, oh God, we got three hours. That's a lot of time. We got to get everybody over. We got to get everybody over. And yeah, I agree. But I know when I wrestled there in 2000 and 2001, 2002, before I became a commentator, we, no matter if you were the main event or the opening match, you know, like everybody kind of meant something. We all kind of had an identity. We all kind of meant something. You know, we all got a certain amount of TV time. Now, some guys got more time than others. Absolutely. You know, Rock got a lot more time than I did. Yeah, absolutely. And well-deserved. He, he's carrying a big push. But we all got a certain amount of TV time, and we were able to, you know, uh, be allowed to get over to whatever degree that is um, and push to whatever degree that is. I, I don't feel that Tyler – I'm sorry, that uh, that – Ty Dillinger should be a guy who just gets beat in one minute and then shit-canned by uh, Corbin right after it. Didn't Corbin do something to him after it, like threw him into the guardrail or something? Yeah, he threw him into the, the guardrails, correct. Yeah, I just don't, I don't, I just don't, you know. Uh, Mike Bennett, you know, same thing. You know, Bobby Roode come out. I mean, Bobby's great, glorious. I love Bobby. I, I, do you think Mike Bennett had enough offense in that match? Not at all. No, he didn't. And and this is a guy who's gotten over in, in Ring of Honor. He's gotten over in, in TNA. And, you know, they're doing nothing with him, Maria. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's nothing there. Are they getting squashed there? They're on TV. But you know, they're working house shows, I'm sure. So they're making money. But they're doing nothing with them. I, I, I you know. 
Do a little side thing with Mike Bennett. Get Mike Bennett over a little. Get, get you know, first of all, call him Mike Bennett, okay, instead of Mike Canellis. That's that's the first problem they have with him. <laughs> you know, it makes him like he's subservient to his wife's uh, married uh, wife's maiden name. You know, I'm just saying if they, if they are married, I believe. Yeah. So so, I'm not saying call her Maria Bennett. I mean, I told you guys a while back when they debuted in WWE why this is happening. It's because. Again, Vince looks at Maria as a star. Plus, Maria Canellis was in WWE as Maria. Where Mike Bennett was, well, who's Mike Bennett? That's how Vince looks at it. Because he don't care about TNA. He don't care about Ring of Honor. He don't care about that stuff. That don't mean nothing to him. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <clears throat> so, that's why Mike Bennett became Maria's last name. <laughs> so, right there, that's a, a little minor issue. But I, I wouldn't have had him work that match like he did with Rude. These are two really good workers. I mean, Rude looked good. I thought it was a good match. I mean, I, maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe Mike Bennett got a little bit of offense in the match. Did you, you watch the match or not, Dennis? I did, but it, it, uh, maybe he did. The offense he got wasn't. Anthony, did you? I'm sorry. What's that? It wasn't. It wasn't believable. Like it was the traditional. You know, Bobby Rude's going to win the match. So it's like, all right, Mike Bennett gets a little offense in at the beginning, and then Rude takes over and wins. It was like if they had given him, I don't know how long the matches are, but if it was like a five-minute match, split it, make it, make convince me that, that Bennett has a chance to win. At no point did I feel like, man, Art Canellis would have Mike. No point did I feel like he was going to win that match. You get a little offense in the beginning. Rude has his comeback, wins, and and that's that. And it yeah. wasn't Canellis yeah. deserves better. Bennett. Side note. Sorry, I got. I have to change subjects on a NFL breaking news. The NFL breaking news. Uh, if you're listening live, great. If you're listening to podcast, sorry. The Browns apparently have cut, released defensive back Joe Hayden. I'm a big mark for this cornerback. I love Joe Hayden. I, I don't know if the, he got injured. I don't know what happened here. I don't know if it's just a money thing. Good Lord. I mean, Bill's Mafia. Come on. Come on. Step up, spend some money, bring in Joe Hayden, bro. He's Dennis, you ever see this guy play? Joe Hayden, I was Ant was just showed me the tweet and he was just saying he was like, Joe Hayden's a top ten cornerback for the Browns to just release him. I mean, it was it's definitely a money thing. They they made that clear. And the fact that they couldn't they were trying also to trade peppers. him and nobody would bite. Also, also, also sorry, also because of Julius Peppers. He's the, he's not playing linebacker. I think he's playing D back, isn't he? Julius Peppers? Jabril, Jabril Pepper. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jabril Peppers. I'm sorry. I know the names sound so different. <laughs> no, Jabril no, no. Peppers, I mean, these peppers. I know what a what Taz. Why would you mess that up? No, you had me confused. I was like Julius. Pe I was like, uh, no, yeah, Jabril Peppers. I they got him in the secondary. Who knows what they're doing with him? That guy's gonna he's gonna be all over the field. But that kind of makes right. Joe Hayden expendable. Which that's I, you know. what I just said. Now you're hacking my content. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, you're acting like it's your content. And it's not. No, it's parody. We established this yesterday. No, I just said this. See, you're, you're, you're doing the, the parrot gimmick. Where you take what I say and you switch it around. You kidding me? Stop. Please, Dennis. You need to be better at your job. You need to. Okay. <laughs> Good comeback. Okay. Um, is that the delay or you're crying? What, what happened? Did, you're crying. Sorry. What is Seth? While I'm yelling at you, does Seth love that? I'm sure he does, right? Oh, it feels good, doesn't it? Ha ha! Now you see what it was like for me. 
I got it so much worse. You don't have any idea. I had to walk to the Tasho uphill both ways. With nothing but socks on my feet. He didn't even give me shoes. I was like, none of that makes sense, Seth. I don't feel bad for you, Lumberjack. <laughs> I don't feel bad for you at all. He's Look like, at all the cool clothes you, he gets you. He doesn't get me anything. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Taz. And I stalled on video. Um, dude, what about the audio? I, I We were at a post-production meeting, and, and I requested audio yesterday. Did that happen? It did not. We were working on it. It's and, What's up, boss? Were you part of this non-audio thing to me thing? I I was. I was told that I didn't make the cut. There's not enough manly voices in the office. That was the exact why reason. Why wasn't I Why wasn't I in the loop, Anthony, that this audio was not going to drop today? That 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 this thing that we want to do. Um that sounds like a biz dev Seth question. Oh, I, I was told my voice was just a mercenary voice. So, the Anthony, uh, I thought maybe you would be honest and say that's an that's a Dennis question because he's producer. Well, but Biz Dev, out of it, Biz Dennis this is your boy. What? Biz Dennis, Biz Dev. Dennis is. He named me without naming me. Dennis, what? Why wasn't I in the loop of this? Why didn't I? Wasn't I told of this? Why? Because it's not completed yet, so we can't come to you with an, with with Why an unfinished project. The guy who's this is my show. Update me. I've talked to you privately about this, my friend. I have. I know your mother watches. I'm sorry, Mrs. Jones, that I have to yell at your son again. But he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen to me. He never listens. You don't listen. Update, sir. Update me privately. Now I have to air our dirty laundry for Mr. Pimento to hear. And now you're going to be up shit's creek. I brought a paddle today, so we got that. Paddle. You should have a tanker the way you are. <laughs> Kidding me? Paddle. Paddle. Bro, I mean, I, I really, it's a simple deal. I mean, I just, I, I have, let me bring people behind the scenes here. I mean, you know, uh, let me stop. No, you're going to spoil you know, it. I, I, I don't, it's going to be wanna. there eventually. Well, no, Dennis. Dennis, listen. I get upset with you behind the scenes a lot and it's always the same reason it's you're always listen you're great you're on time all the time you're a very likable person you're so not, are you, you are, thank you you are likable sarcastic prick but <laughs> the lying bastard you are no i like you so, for a second i thought you meant that i did i you. did Listen, you're on time. It's a very tough day part to be on time. Elements for the show, I would love to say, are always done. They're not. I'd love to say you're not lazy. I can't say that. You're likable. I, I need a two-shot. Please, you know what, Anthony? Stop having an agenda. I know he's your friend. I want to look at him. So, um, but, dude, there's so many times we discussed it privately. Dude, how many times have I said... Dennis, please keep me in the loop. 
to my show. Just please tell me what's going on. Have I not said this to you? You have. More than three times? Yeah. That's bad. More than five times? Eh, around there. You know what we're going to get now, Dennis? This is what you're going to get now. You're going to love this. You'll get it right away. It's awkward listening to Taz get mad at his producer. I used to deal with this all the time when there was issues with Captain and I. Uh, it's it's awkward. I'd get people like on Twitter or like, it's very awkward. It's unprofessional you do that. Oh, really? Why? Why? It's just we're, This show's in the raw. People say, it's unfiltered. That show's unfiltered. Hey, I'm doing an unfiltered this thing. I'm, yeah, you're all a bunch of bullshit. This show's unfiltered. We're honest here. Right or wrong, Dennis. No, right very wrong. correct. Very correct. And I don't right. mind it at all. Fucking honest up here. I'm starting to lose my fucking nerve. My getting mad out here. Fucking hands hurting everything. I'm, I'm, you know. You need to be better at this. We need you to get better. Communication, please. I'm begging you on the air. Communicate with me. Why am I in the dark? The production isn't completed yet. Tell me that offline. You talk to me all the time. I talk to you during the day all the time. I don't want to hear about different food carts on Madison Avenue and Fifth Avenue. I don't care about that, Dennis. I thought you were interested. My apologies. Oh, God, the apologies. Bro, you're the boy who cried wolf over here. I mean, what, how many times? Well, I, I wouldn't apologize, and then you got mad at that, and now I apologize, and now you're mad at that. I can't win. You can't win. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Can't win. Can't win. Can't win out here. Anyway. All right. Well, you know, that's the way. Are we gonna be able to go on Facebook Live in a little while on the other side? Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> we can. You see? Oh yeah, pal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a that's a video way, side of things. Uh, I hear you. I, I, are we still on? I have not gone on the um, gimmick chat for a long time. We're still on there, right? Yeah, of course we're on there. Uh, I'm it right now. I, what's up? For example, the uh, the last the last comment is right in your wheelhouse. Miles from California. Man, Dennis is swimming in the blender today. What you sound a little uh, audio-wise blurry to me. I don't know if it's just on my end. How's the audio on your end? I hear you and myself crystal clear. Okay, so that's. I don't know if it's what it is. I have a truck outside, a uh, Wi-Fi uh, truck. I I bought a truck. It just uh, handles all my Wi-Fi business now. It just sits in front of the house. You know what I mean, that's actually that's a really smart investment. It is a good investment, yeah. I want to try and invest now in a new producer, Badoompoom. Uh, yes. So, uh, all right. So we uh, we uh, we're gonna go to break here shortly, and um, back to, real quick to the Lucas Invitational Fantasy Football. We still have the open slot. John Cena has yet to contact us that he's in. Uh, a little disappointing. Um, Captain is gonna play hardball too. I bet he's gonna want money, and well then I will tell him. Especially after we, we introduced, if it's him and Cena and they're neck and neck, he's going to be like, well, what were you guys going to give John? I would like uh, half that. Yes. Yes. I, you know, we're going to have to go to break like a minute early only because I <clears throat> your, your audio to me is broken up, so we're going to have to.
figure it out while we're in break. So I want to go early because I hear myself fine, but you sound a little broken up. So I'm just being honest. Again, in the raw. Do this thing in the raw. Uh, Taz Show. Going to break. Other side of break will be on Facebook Live at Facebook.com slash the Taz Show for the fourth quarter. Uh, I might button up a couple of comments on SmackDown Live. Uh, sit tight, folks. We'll be right back. Network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All righty. Yeah, we're back. Facebook City here. Welcome to SmackDown. I guess it's called On this Wednesday edition, we're on Facebook Live also. At uh, Facebook.com slash the Taz the gimmick over there so that's the that's the deal with that hat while I'm live video Skype setting I would love to come out here and apologize for the upload but I'm not because I feel the apologies are all over why is that TV uh, facing you, Dennis, that overhead shot, and, and not and not my Why is it facing you? Uh, I mean, the simple answer is you're not here, so if it faced you, what? That, to me, sir, proves you're unloyal. So, no loyalty. The not TV done. direction is, is what did it in? It's a... Telltale sign of how you really feel about the host of the show, besides withholding information from him. Okay. So, yeah. Right now, Seth is like, yep, you're right. Taz is right. Yep. He's right. You shouldn't even have the TV on. That's probably what he would say. Uh, anyway, so uh, back to SmackDown. And hello, by the way, everybody on Facebook Live. I'll get to you guys in a second here, kids. That, uh, the thing I didn't mention yet about SmackDown, I talked a lot about SmackDown, but. Um, the uh, the referee shirt gimmick was pretty funny. Uh, with uh, Aiden English versus uh, Sammy uh, Zayn, and when you had uh, uh, you know, Kevin Owens put the shirt on, that was a that was I don't remember the last time I've seen something like that. That was pretty funny. That was pretty good. Um, some were saying on social media, well, uh, why would the ring announcer announce anything? Why would the ref? Why would they? You know, hey, look, it's entertainment. It's a show. You, you can't get hung up in in logic. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> no, but you, you got to be careful of getting too hung up in logic. You know, they just, you know, they did protect themselves creatively for those, you know, um, hardcore fans where Shane McMahon said, it's this is struck in from the record. The match never happened. It's not, you know, so where is this record, by the way? I, I asked this when I was a color commentator in WWE on the air. Like, it's uh, from the record books. What rec- Where's the record book? Where is this record book? I've been, I was in wrestling business like 30 years. I haven't yet to see this book. Where is this record book? Dennis, you know where it is? I have no idea, and I, I would love to get my hands on it as well because I'm sure your record is pretty good. Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, but anyway, um, the thing is, um, Aiden English won the match, uh, even though it wasn't legit. I mean, you know. 
it was a quick count by Kevin Owens with a referee shirt on. I just thought it was funny. Uh, Aiden English is getting some TV time. I think that's fine. Um, the other thing that, that jumped out to me was Ziggler. You know, um, he's cut this promo now the past couple of weeks. He's saying his – the theme of what he's saying is is that uh, all these other wrestlers are doing all these other things and he's mocking guys for singing in the ring with a spotlight or playing guitar or he's even bringing up guys from back in the past. You know, hey, uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Austin drinking beer, acting like he's drinking his phone on the side of his mouth and – He's whining a little bit. <laughs> so uh, he's a heel. So whining's okay at times. Um, that's not my problem. Some of you people on social media have a problem with him whining. He's a bad guy. You have to understand that. He is a bad guy. And bad guys should whine sometimes. The problem I have, it's not that he's whining as a heel. That's not my problem with Ziggler and the way they're booking him. My problem with Ziggler his, he's overlooked, and he's telling you he's overlooked, and he's been in the company a long time, he's had a lot of success. He's saying he's overlooked. Well, there's a bunch of wrestlers that are saying the same thing he's saying on the air. Maybe a, a bunch is an exaggeration. But it seems like the theme, like, of guys that are complaining, I'm not getting the right shot, and uh, it, it's it's uh, nepotism, or it's it's politics, or it's this. It's, it's, it's Kevin Owens does it. I mean... I, I, Dennis, I mean, you've noticed this. A couple of guys are kind of, it's like the theme. Like, and I, they got to let one guy do it, and that's it. Yeah, it comes off. I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to be R-E-A-L, as you say. with And they don't, and to your point, they don't do it well. And it's like, all right, I think Dolph did it well. The Miz did it Monday night. There's too many. You're right, though. Too thank many you. people are doing Miz it. Is the other guy I was taking off. You're right. I forgot about Miz. That, thank you very much. That Because... Miz does it great. Dolph does it great. We hear Kevin Owens. He's a heel like Miz. He's the, all the heels are complaining about being overlooked, and they're kind of telling the truth. But they're all saying at the end of the day the same thing. It's not the wrestler's fault. It's the way they're booked and written. That's the thing, and I don't agree with it. And I think you got to be more creative and more innovative with, with the way you write for these guys. I, I just... It's fine if just Miz is saying this, then it's cool. It's fine if just Dolph is saying it, then it's cool. It's fine if just Kevin Owens, and I know there's got to be someone else. I'm just missing him. Um, it just feels like all the time someone is complaining, I'm being overlooked, the politics, it's this, that. You know, uh, it, it's played out. And after a while, it's like, well, who's who? It, 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 they're all saying the same thing. I don't know if anybody else notices. I'm sitting here like watching this. I'm like, dude, it's like the same over and each after week after week. And again, I, I feel bad for the wrestlers because they're just dealing with what's on the paper in front of them. And it's not a script per se, but they get a, 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 an overview of what they should be saying or doing here. And then they kind of put their slant on it and they approve it with the office. And, and then there's your segment, you know, your promo or whatever, you know, uh, I don't know. It just seems to me like it's it, it, it's a lot of the same. Um, you know, I, it really does. You know, uh, Facebook Live, Ignacio Vasquez, Ty Dillinger, and Sami Zayn buried Jones. Eh, I don't know. I mean, Ty Dillinger, yeah, he's kind of getting a little buried. Uh, Sami Zayn, it was it, it was the typical deal where, you know, his arch nemesis, Kevin Owens, screwed him and all that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't say he's buried, but... 
these guys are on TV. Be careful with the word buried. You know, I get a little hypersensitive to that at times. Um, you know, uh, Ty Brumley says on Facebook Live, I feel like WWE is just going through the motions. Uh, no WCW or ECW to push them. Well, there's no argument there, Ty. I mean, you know, uh, competition makes you drive sometimes, makes you move. And you're right. Uh, there's no ECW uh, or rarely WCW up WWE's ass to push them. No, there's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, there's no doubt about that, you know. Jeremy Earwood said WWE needs new writers. Uh, WWE needs Taz as a writer. Uh, no, thanks. Um, <laughs> I have zero interest in that, but I appreciate the kind words. I don't know if they need new writers. At the end of the day, there's one real main writer there, and it's Vince. He's the head writer. He's the guy. It, it, the buck stops at Vince. He'd be the first guy to tell you that. So, uh, yeah, maybe he needs some guys to put some better ideas in front of him, but I just think that um, – I just think that to have one, two, three, four heels, basically the overview of their promo, no matter if they're Raw or SmackDown, is the same promo. Uh, it, it really is. It, it just, it, it, it just, I don't know. It just, I, I don't understand that. I don't know how nobody else there doesn't see this or if they just don't care. Um, Chris Crystal, that's a funny name, is he the new uh, afternoon drive guy at WFAN? Or is that Chris that's uh, that's his alter ego when he when he moonlights as a <laughs> exotic dancer. Now coming to Vince the stage, lost. Chris really, Crystal. Uh, hold on, I, I you know I have a problem with this damn thing. I wanted to read this person's tweet. Uh, hang on. Oh, look, we now we got an audio thing going on here. We got all sorts of things. Hold on, hold on. What the f? <laughs> uh, what? Okay. Where is I'm having a technical? I'm good now. I had a little technical issue. I'm looking for this crystal, Chris Crystal's comment because it was a good one and I lost it now. There's so many comments. Oh, I found it. Vince is lost. Really, really need Triple H. Uh, I apologize. I got one hand, guys. I'm trying to scroll through this and I'm having a hard time. So I apologize, everybody on the podcast. Bear with me. Uh, I'm obsessed with reading this guy's post. <laughs> And I, I lost it. I can't. I can't. There's so many posts. You can't on scroll here. fast enough. My fingers numb. I my hand <laughs> is dead. I, 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 Chris Crystal. I think the overview of his point was, I'm trying too hard here to read some of these things. I think the overview of his point was that Vince McMahon is not in the the loop. Not in the loop. Not not uh, there. He said, "Hey, I found it. Vince is lost. Really need Triple H to run the place. There is a reason NXT shows are so much better." Uh, look, I, I kind of was making that point a little bit earlier. I, I'm not saying Vince is lost. I wouldn't say that. First off, I'd never be that disrespectful to Vince because he's done a lot for me, and I do respect him, um, and I've learned a lot from him. So I, I just can't come out here and just diss Vince McMahon like that. I just won't. Um, I, I think Triple H definitely uh, is more on top of the way things are today. He's younger. He's younger than Vince. And, Vin and Triple H isn't a kid. I mean, Triple H, he's got to be in the realm of my age. I and mean, we're around the same. I'm 49, so he's got to be somewhere in that realm. So, you know, you got a guy like Triple H who's, you know, he's on top of it. He is. He's, 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 if he's 49 or 48, whatever he is, he's a young 49 or 48 because he's around a lot of young people all the time, which that's what Vince's thing has been for years. He's been around a lot of young people, you know, all these years as, a, as, a, as the head cheese in WWE. Um, I, I do think the budgeted time that Triple H has with NXT forces you 
to write a better show because you need to get more things over in a much shorter time span. I talked about this earlier in this particular episode of the Taz Show. Go back and listen to it when you listen to the podcast version or the VOD or whatever the F you people do. Okay? Um, three hours plus two hours is five hours of programming for Vince to program Raw and SmackDown. That's a lot. And I think sometimes he gets caught up in things and, and his writers get caught up in things. Uh, sometimes less is more. you know. And I think that's to the benefit of NXT and Triple H. Uh, I would be very intrigued to see if if the day comes, which probably will be sooner rather than later, where it's Stephanie and Triple H all running the show, and Vince McMahon decides to retire, which I got to be honest, knowing Vince and working for Vince for a decade and and dealing closely with him, I don't see Vince McMahon retiring. <laughs> He's not the type of man to sit home or go sit at one of his big homes in South Beach and. Look the ocean in, in, in Florida. Uh, that's not Vince. You know, uh, this guy loves to work. This guy don't watch TV. He reads books and he works. Um, his life is the WWE. As much as you fans think he don't get it and he sucks and Vince is old and this, that, the other thing, you people need to realize this is the gospel truth about Vince. He really puts a lot of pressure on himself and his team to get over with you guys. And I know sometimes it feels like he doesn't, but he really does. His life's work is creativity for professional wrestling. And he does this every week. And sometimes he's great, sometimes he's not. But I'm letting you know, for all of these years, geez, Vince, 40 years, 50 years, how many years he's been, took over for his dad in WWF back in the day. Geez, I got to tell you. I mean, this man, Vince McMahon, <laughs> and for one of those decades, I worked with him, uh, like I said, very closely, He's, you can't put into words how um, obsessed he is with giving the audience good programming and, and writing storylines and getting over characters and getting guys and girls over. I swear to you, if anybody who knows Vince, who's worked for Vince or worked with Vince, tells or says publicly that Vince is lazy or Vince doesn't care about the audience or Vince is complacent or Vince, you know, blows shit off. They're a liar. A flat out liar. I don't agree with a lot of things Vince writes. I don't, or, or approves, I should say, or writes. Uh, some things he did with me as a wrestler, I didn't agree with. And he knew that. Um, some things I did agree with. Even as a commentator, some things I didn't agree with. And Vince and I would talk about that when I worked for him respectfully. I've always had a great line of communication with him. Um, always respected him and always knew how hard he works. Seven days a week, guys. Seven days a week. 24-7. And that's to shoot. <laughs> Yo, you ask any writers that work closely with him, he'll, he'll call them. He'll call a guy at 2 in the morning with an idea. Hey, you're awake. I got an idea. He'll do it. He's constantly, constantly trying to evolve and grow the company and get the talent over. That's his number one goal. I promise you. Now, is he at times maybe not in touch with what the masses like? Sure he is. Has he been guilty of that for uh, you know many times in his history? Absolutely. 
I mean, I don't know. I'm not good with percentages and stats, but like if you look at what's the stats, Dennis? Like when a baseball player, when a guy gets up at bat, like we've talked about this in the past, like success at bat, it's like you fail how many times? But I don't. Do you have any information? Hall of Famers hit 300, so seven out of ten times you're getting out. Right. So my point is, and Hall of Famers in baseball, uh play four, five months out of the year, not 12 months out of the year. Vince McMahon is playing 12 months out of the year. <laughs> so, and for a lot of years, you know what I mean? So I'm just saying, this guy does miss the ball sometimes, but there are a lot of times he hits a lot of home runs. So he has no time off either. This this man, I don't, my point in this long-winded point here is, I don't think Vince is just like, going to go away right off into the sunset with his millions of dollars. You know, I don't, and let Triple H and Stephanie run the deal. I, I don't think it's that simple. I really don't. Oh, I'm old now. I got a lot of money. My grandkids are set. My kids are set. You know, everybody's set financially. We're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, all right. I got to go now. That's not Vince. Jay Munoz on Facebook Live. Dude is constantly on the grind. That is the truth. Jay is right. <laughs> that is the truth. Well, Taz, you're just, what are you doing? You're just, you know, you're trying to go back to WWE, so you're putting them over. Uh, go fuck yourself. Okay? <laughs> That's not my agenda at all. I've always given respect to Vince. So, and we'll pre- sing his praises. And if WWE is right, I'll put them over. If they, if I don't think they are, I won't. That's my spiel. Spiel. Deal. Meal. Deal. Deal. Spiel, something like that. Brandon in Chicago is in Chi-Town. He is now on the Taz Show via the phone. Uh, what's going on, Brandon? What's up, my man? How are you, brother? I'm all right. So look, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta put you over. Uh, but not just you, but the Taz Show in general, because um, I'm in the process right now of uh, maybe like the next six months um, by my first home oh congratulations and, and, and guess what mortgage company i'm going to be using ah rocket mortgage by quicken loans oh yeah <laughs> my man <laughs> now i don't know we've never met right no no one put you up to this no and so basically explain to people real quick how as a taz show fan and a wrestling fan how simple Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is? Oh, dude, I, I, um, I signed up online. Uh, they called me maybe in about 20 minutes. Wow. And um, they basically set me up for um, for an interview. So I got to do that, uh, I think, tomorrow. So tomorrow we'll, I go into the office and we'll um, go over everything about the budget and stuff like that. So. Wow. So no crazy paperwork, no crazy paperwork, no stress at home, no hassles, nothing. Simple, right? Nothing. That's great. Well, listen, I appreciate you calling Brandon and sharing this with everyone about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I, we never met. I didn't know you. Thank you for calling, dude. And good luck with your new home and Rocket Mortgage. And, and thank you again, Brandon, for calling. And congratulations on getting your first home. That's a big deal when you, when someone's able to do that. So 
Congratulations to you. Uh, Tamiya Wu on the Facebook Live, the lovely Tamiya, says, congratulations to this caller. Yes, exactly. Marcel Mellet says, what a plug. Uh, well, yeah, uh, organic plug. Yeah, I mean, complete, I, I don't complete accident. Not accident. Uh, organic's the word. See, now you make the cycle work when you say it's an accident. See, that's the problem. No, we we saw him on the call screen. I, I started laughing to the guys. I said, yeah. this guy really going to put over Rocket Mortgage? You're having a rough day here on the Taz Show, Dennis. You realize that, right? I miss you, man. It's lonely, and I'm here by myself. I'm... Yeah. You know what, Dennis? I don't miss you. Okay? Thank you. Oh, you don't? Oh, never mind. Shucks. Yeah. I, don't. I don't miss you at all. Um, what else? Is there anything else on SmackDown I need to cover? Anything else you wanted to cover on SmackDown? Are we good? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. I think I kind of got everything I needed to get in there, to be honest with you. Yeah, you talked main event. Shelton Benjamin, Baron Corbin, uh, Shinsuke, the Usos, and New Day at all? Any interest? Uh, no, didn't think so. Uh, I, you, I love the Usos. I mean, I yeah, just yeah, yeah. Just keep it on them. But for f- people on Facebook Live, um, if you want later on, go check out the uh, like I said, the audio on demand of this show, the podcast or the VOD. I talked a lot about um, <clears throat> uh, Shelton Benjamin. And uh, Gable as a team, and just some suggestions from my perspective what they should do. Now you did a great job covering SmackDown. You hit all the the main points. Marques Ellis, Facebook Live, talk about football, Taz. That's why we're here. Look at this guy. I love him. See, he gets it. Uh, he gets it. It was all caps too, so I think he's being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's well, the football is going to be coming uh, coming at you soon here. Tomorrow is the big uh, loose-ass invitational fantasy football league. John Cena, still no update. Um, is the captain still losing to Cena in the poll at the uh, Taz Show Twitter account? Uh, yes. Let me refresh and give you the update. <laughs> it is. A lot, of people, hold on, a lot of people on Facebook you're doing that. A lot of people, people on Facebook Live are saying, uh, you know, hey, uh, Shelton Benjamin looked great. The guy doesn't age. I agree. I thought he looked great, too. I talked about that earlier in this episode, uh, a lot about Shelton. He does look great. Uh, he does, and God bless him. And he's, he's a great athlete and a great talent. By the way, something about Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar. I mentioned somewhere, I don't remember whose show I was on. I feel like I did a show or maybe promotion for um, when I did the SummerSlam special mm-hmm. at WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. Maybe I was on one of the CBS Sports Radio shows. Maybe on my show, I mentioned that Brock at the University of Minnesota rest on wrestling team was teammates with Shelton Benjamin. I was wrong. When I heard uh, one of the announcers last night, I can't remember who said it, that Shelton's older and Shelton came in as a guest trainer while Brock was wrestling at Minnesota. Then it clicked me. I remembered that. So I had a brain fart. I thought they were teammates. So I, I stand corrected on that. So uh, you were looking something up, Dennis. What do you have? The poll results are still... 59%, so I want to say it bumped up, or was it at 59 when we started? 59 for John Cena, 38 for the captain, and to Video Brian's credit, he's holding steady at, at 3%. That's not holding steady. That's called getting shit on. But, um, yeah. but I mean, if, if Cena's in the lead, let's just assume that Cena's in the league. Like, he hasn't got back to us. We're just going to go forth as if John Cena's the, the eighth member. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. 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 I got you. Gotcha. Okay, I got you. Yes, I got you. Gotcha. Yep, got it. Yep, got it. Yep, gotcha. Gotcha. Yep, got it. Thanks. Got it. Uh, Somebody on Facebook Live, it went by too quick. 
And so what's the phone number I want to call? Uh, well, I, you can't call right now because we're getting ready to wrap up. Uh, but the phone number is, yeah, uh, I don't have it in front of me. I've been doing this for like 500 times. What? 866-475-2948. Yes, that's right. And that's, sh- well, E5L shirt, that graphic that was behind me, uh, that shirt is uh, the, the hot seller right now for the um, for this year here, uh, for this year, for this month, I should say. Uh, you know, and people can find that at Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, you can find all the Taz Show merch over there. So make sure you do that. Yeah, I think we kind of uh, rocked and rolled here. Uh, somebody else, by the way, a lot of people on Facebook Live are giving the phone number to that guy. A little delayed for me here. Uh, Gary Cassie said 866-475-2904. Well done. Um, there's the E5L shirt, by the way. Uh, a little delayed Jones here I'm on, I think. But I see a graphic. It's, like, delayed. So people on the podcast version are like, ah, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> so, Check sorry. out the video. Just, yeah. Just the um, just the whole deal. Uh says here, Marcus Elias says, University of Washington Huskies coach Chris Peterson suspends All-American linebacker before the opener. Love when a coach isn't afraid to punish a star, sets a precedent. Hey, I agree, Marquise, Marcus. I agree with you. Um, Chris Peterson, tough coach, always been. Uh, excellent coach. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it does set a precedent. You can't let the inmates run to your silent, especially when you got, you're dealing with 19, 20-year-old kids, 21-year-old kids that are uh, unbelievable athletes and on campus, you know, you're kind of getting their butts kissed. So, yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree with that. Uh, we're in fifth quarter, by the way, just rolling right into fifth quarter like somebody's business. We have not done an E5L in a long time. I, right, 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 right. I wonder if I need to do one eventually here, you know, uh, soon, you know, maybe uh, towards the end of the week. You know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? Richie Williams, Taz, do you feel more comfortable working from home uh, sleep in Jones? Question mark. I'm actually, how do you know if I am home? Ha ha! Sound effects stores on vacation. I like, I like oh. the homemade sound effects store. <laughs> well, because people that are fans of the show, they know the sound effects. So when I do it, the homemade one, uh, the, um, not homemade, what do we call it? Homemade? Yeah. Yeah, homemade. Homemade? They get it. They can envision, nah, nah, nah. How do you know I'm home? How do you know? Maybe I'm in a studio somewhere that's not in Manhattan. Maybe I have a home studio that's not in my home, but near my home. Right? Maybe I'm at a friend's studio that's near my home or maybe the adjacent town. You cannot assume, sir. You cannot assume. You cannot assume. Anyway, that's the deal. Okay, that went well. That's question. I'm sure he's looking to ask another question down the road. Uh, Dennis, what else we got? In? We're in wind down here. I mean, what else we got? I mean, <laughs> Mark Loaf, Pool House Jones. That's funny. <laughs> what do you got there? You Damn you, what you Bobby. What? Damn you, Bobby. Or Billy. Who was the pool boy? Billy? Oh, I, oh, no. What was my pool boy? He's gone. He's long gone, that guy. Are you closing uh, your pool this name? weekend? What's that? Are you closing your pool this weekend? What are you writing a friggin' book? Mind your fucking business. How about that? That All answers sudden, that. What are you, my wife? What do you give a shit what I'm doing? I was just making small talk, man. 
I'm not closing my pool this weekend. <laughs> what do you, you know why? Why? Billy I don't know why. Boy, by the way, Gary, hold on, hold on. Gary Cassidy, Billy the Pool Boy, will be the next audio producer of the Taz Show. That's funny. You know why I'm not closing my pool this weekend, Dennis? <laughs> I do not know why. I don't have anybody to close it because Billy quit. Dude, he's gone. Sorry to hear. Or I actually, I don't think I'm not sorry to hear that Billy's gone because you weren't too thrilled with him. But I'm sorry to hear that you can't close your pool. Well, he thought I threatened him. I, I, I didn't really threaten. Him. It was a text that was nasty. All right. Well, guess that's really it. Loose Sass Invitational. The draft is tomorrow night, Dennis, right? 7 p.m.? 7 p.m. Shop. Hey, people on Facebook Live, let's fly that graphic up, Ant, for that Lean Mean made for the Invitational for those that care. Not wrestling related, so hopefully you guys don't get mad. Um, the people on Facebook Live, because you got you to gotta placate for them. They have, they have entitlement. We'll put the graphic up in 3, 2, 1. Boom, there it is, and it's not up. And yeah, we'll is. put the graphic up now. How about now? Are you, uh, are you watching on Facebook Live? I am. I, that, I, I, yeah, it's delayed. Oh, Jesus, what a jobber I am. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. It's hilarious. Like, it's on. I'm like, I know. Oh, man. What is Mr. Pimento saying? This fucking guy can't even hold the fucking bell. There's the graphic. Loose ass invitational, uh, loose ass uh, fantasy football league. Thank you, Lee Mean, for making this cool graphic. The eight hole is open. <laughs> that's that's porn. the beginning of a joke, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yours truly, uh, the Lumberjack, Anthony, uh, the KFJ, Crying Brian, I can't stand him. The Viking will be back for a, a cameo uh, in this thing here. <laughs> Cowboy looking like badass Jones with the sunglasses on. And then we got the eight hole. Will it be John Cena? Will it be the captain? Will it be the security guy downstairs in the lobby? Uh, we shall see. Um, he was one of the suggested names that Ant was throwing out yesterday. Yeah, I, we might have a problem. I got a feeling Captain's going to big league you. That's why he hasn't replied to you. Buy a hat. So I, we'll go with the graphic. Um, yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he can. I don't, I don't think he wants to do it. He might. I mean, he did a cameo on the Lee Mean video, but you know, there's a good chance. Captain don't like me either. I haven't heard from him again in a long time. But I'd love to be in the, the gimmick with him. But he put over, he, he was nice enough to do the cameo with Lee Mean. I never had a problem with Captain. He's just mad I don't go by the, um, his gyros on his uh, food cart. He's pissed. Well, that's, that's why I was texting you yesterday about the food on Madison Ave. I was like, that. So like, guess who I ran into? You need to update me, sir, on what is going on with my content. Why would you bring this up again? Now I'm going to go off again. Stop. Fuck. Mother Ucka. All right. I guess we're going to go now. Um, NXT tomorrow, right? I guess we'll do some chatter on that, the NXT. NXT's tonight. Uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Wait, go, uh, full screen Jones. Was there anything... Uh, was there anything? Uh... Are you all right? You're like fidgeting. No, no, I, no. I'm good. I'm, I'm, you're, like, you're like bobbing and weaving over there. Why do you ask so many private questions about my pool, about my fidgets? What is wrong? With you? I don't know. He was like trying to duck some Mayweather punches. 
What? What? No, no. Wait. What? What is going on? I mean, really? Can I see Dennis full screen? Because I, I, I'm looking <laughs> at here like this. No, no, because you never know. I, I, I see things. I want to see you, Dennis, full screen. Because I want to see what's going on. Because I want to talk about the set. The you got you had a weird face. Like what? What did I do? <laughs> I, I, go, Dennis, full. Uh, please, Anthony. Before we wrap this thing up. So, okay, what, where is the flag been, sir? Why is the flag not up? Seriously. Like, I just stay full on him. I want to know why the flag is not up. What? Where is the flag? I got the flag right here. Hold on. No, but what? Why? I'm just, I'm just saying, like, what? Why are you? Uh, why is it not up? Like, uh, people have been asking me privately in the company, like, where's the flag? I mean, like, we what, could do it like this. That way you don't got to see me. And you could still get the flag, and you could still hear me. So it's a win-win for you, I would imagine, right? Um, that's a good point. That 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 is actually a very good point. I just, you know, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think it's a good move for you to just decide, you know, what, <laughs> you know, what the set should look like. Uh, let's go. Let's get get off oh, Dennis. Enough of the flag. Uh, we go uh, one shot on me before we wrap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look at that, bro. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> this is why you got to watch the video. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, someone without their gi in high school, that's what he looked like. Oh, yeah. I'm just a loser. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. Oh, my God. I love when things go off the rails. Oh, classic <laughs> Christmas. Tremendous. Yes. <laughs> How did that get there? <laughs> Jose Luis Lopez the second of Facebook Live. Bronco Jones. Got it. <laughs> Tamiya Wu. Anthony Stroman. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> Michael Ward. Ant looks Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, pre-gee. Uh, I, I, with the gee off. Mark Cradio, in all caps. What did you think of SmackDown, Taz? Well done. I get the joke. I got it. Uh, Brendan Lavelle Parker Sr., Go Bears. Ooh, little Navy and Orange rivalry. Uh, AFC, NFC Jones. Got it. Uh, hey, Ant, your Broncos, uh, I'm letting you know right from jump, I think your defense might be one of the best defense in the uh, NFL this year. I thought that was going to go a totally different direction. I appreciate that, sir. I'm, it's the only reason why I'm confident about the season. Because our you quarterback agree, situation right? is bad. Yeah, but you got see, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the running back? Uh, uh, Jamel, Jamel. Jamal Charles. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna do okay. You know. Yeah, when he's on the field, uh, he's always productive. But it's keeping him on the field, and their offensive line is shaky. So. Yeah. And your Giants, Dennis uh, Lewis Rubio, Dennis Giants are going down, and is a thumbs up. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, your defense isn't bad either, right? Uh, and, I'm, I'm sorry, Dennis. All right, yeah, yeah, no, the Giants' defense. I mean, not as good as as Denver's. Denver's defense is potent, but the Giants have weapons on defense. Landon Collins should have been Defensive Player of the Year last year. Wasn't. George Lally, Facebook Live. Did you see Joe Hayden was released by the Browns? Yes, sir. I actually broke the news here on the Taz Show. Uh, Dennis, is that not true? 100% confirmed. You cut in. You said, guys, I got to stop talking about wrestling for a minute. Joe Hayden yep. had just been released. And I hope at some point today he is a new member of the Buffalo Bills. Our defense needs a little, a little work, and uh, we'll get rolling. I hope that happens. Seriously. 
I hope that happens. And I hope you all have a great day because I'm wrapping this bitch up right now. Fifth quarter, uh, nothing but content, nonstop Jones. Gave you a lot of SmackDown talk. Had some phone call interaction. Appreciate people who called. People on Facebook Live, Twitter, Gimmick Chat, all you people interacting with the Taz Show. I love you. You know that. Without you guys, we got nothing. Um, subscribe over here. Do the share. Dennis, help, please. Guys, if you'd be so kind, can you subscribe to the show, rate it, and review it? Give us the, the blue thumbs up like on Facebook, please. Enjoy. There you go. That's right. All right, guys. Listen, I appreciate all the love. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to NXT. Uh, podcast version of the show drop a little while and the VOD later on today. Uh, and that's the deal. For everybody uh, in New York City at the Taz Show and for me at the Mystery Studio, uh, I am Taz. You are not. Thank you guys. Have a good day. And to be honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen. Man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing. Trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids meal. Play ball. That's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page. But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at. Because all of my concerns got me.